Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Friday, June 18th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Investors are brushing off inflation fears and diving into corporate bonds. And one of Asia's most important trade and investment relationships is falling apart. Plus, U.S. corporations have embraced the Juneteenth holiday, which marks the end of slavery. But many Black professionals say the gesture feels empty. It's the fact that corporations are going to pat themselves on the back for saying, look what we've done without having actually done much to change the way that they hire, the way that they promote people, and things like that. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. Investors keep snapping up U.S. corporate bonds as they grow more confident that inflation won't derail the economic recovery from the pandemic. Right now, the difference between corporate bond yields and treasuries, these are the safest and lowest yielding bonds, is the narrowest in more than a decade. The FT's U.S. markets editor Eric Platt says investors have been searching for places to park their money and put it to work after interest rates dropped to historic lows. What you saw was a real race by investors to hoover up these assets, right? They wanted to be lending to Apple, to IBM, to even to American Airlines, right? They wanted to be lending to these companies because they needed a place to put their money to work that would earn a real return. Um, And they've been really kind of comfortable making these loans. And because the demand has been so much larger than the supply, you've just seen that spread compress and compress and compress. And it's happened alongside, you know, a really robust economic recovery that people are expecting is taking place, you know, right now and could last a year or two or many more. Now, Eric, earlier this spring, we saw spreads between corporate bonds and treasuries widen. That was when investors were spooked by inflation. Why the change back to a tighter spread? Yeah, what we've seen from the shift from the Fed and this belief, actually, that inflation is going to be transitory in the sense that it isn't going to run away from the Fed, at least not yet, right? There's not an expectation that we're going to see 1970s style inflation. And that means that maybe the Fed won't have to be as aggressive in raising rates when when it ultimately does. And because of that, your prospects that these companies that you're lending to are going to have trouble is lower. You're not you're not as concerned with them being unable to pay back the debt. And so that's one of the reasons why you're seeing this strong demand for junk bonds and why you're seeing the spread compress. Eric Platt is the FT's U.S. markets editor. Beijing's crackdown on pro-democracy protests in Hong Kong and rising military tensions between the mainland have eroded one of the region's most important economic relationships. Ties between the tech powerhouse Taiwan and the financial hub of Hong Kong have become so bad, the two are set to sever official ties. Here's the FT's Greater China correspondent, Catherine Hilla. Many Taiwanese companies have factories in China, but they use components, many of which are made in Taiwan. They would ship or, or fly those components to Hong Kong, because Hong Kong is a very efficient, large-scale port and cargo airport hub. So Catherine, what happens if the liaison offices are shut down? Those offices do a lot of notarization of documents. So if, especially if you make a new investment, uh, it probably becomes more cumbersome, more bureaucratic, because you would have to 
mail or DHL documents back and forth and you can't just go to the office on the ground. What's probably more inconvenient is for the financial sector because Hong Kong is also an offshore private wealth management center for Taiwanese money. And for those operations, that would become more complicated as well. If the official relationship breaks down completely, who would lose out more, Hong Kong or Taiwan? Hong Kong is clearly the bigger loser among the two because as a trade partner, Taiwan is more important to Hong Kong than Hong Kong is to Taiwan. The Taiwanese government has in recent years turned more cautious towards any investment that says it comes from Hong Kong. I mean, Hong Kong's position as a hub and a center, not just in trade with Taiwan, but also third country trade with China, I think will be greatly reduced over time. Catherine Hilla is our Greater China correspondent. Tomorrow, June 19th, is a new federal holiday in the U.S. Congress just passed a bill to mark Juneteenth, as the date is known. It's when American troops arrived in Texas at the end of the U.S. Civil War and brought word of President Abraham Lincoln's pronouncement of the end of slavery. Corporate America adopted the holiday last year as part of its racial reckoning following the George Floyd protests. But the FT's Taylor Nicole Rogers has found that many black professionals are not comfortable with the official embrace. Taylor joins me now to talk more about it. Hi, Taylor. Hey, thanks for having me. No problem. Um, Taylor, uh, how has this day been celebrated up until now? Well, Juneteenth has been celebrated by Black Americans for over a century, but it's important to note that it was not something that many white Americans had ever heard of until George Floyd was murdered last year. But traditionally, you will see parades and cookouts family reunions, and block parties in many Black neighborhoods throughout the South and Southwestern states. So Taylor, what did people tell you when you talked to them for this story about what makes them feel uneasy about all this official and you know corporate recognition of Juneteenth? We have it off at the FD. We do. And I don't think it's the recognition of Juneteenth itself that makes people uncomfortable. It's the fact that not a lot else has come along with it. You know, it's been over a year since many corporations acknowledged very publicly for the first time that racism exists. And people are very unimpressed with how much has been done. So in the minds of many Black Americans, Juneteenth is being used as a way to say, look, we're paying attention, but without making lasting changes that will impact Black people the other 364 days of the year. You know, it reminds me a lot of uh, what we're seeing right now in June, which is Pride Month. Uh, members of the LGBTQIA community are are airing grievances with corporate America for changing their logo to rainbow colors as a, as a way to show solidarity um, it's saying it's it's superficial, right? Like it's it's an easy win without actually doing anything. Well, I think the sentiment is very similar. A lot of people are very excited to be able to celebrate Juneteenth with their coworkers and talk about it in the workplace. But exactly as you said, it's the fact that corporations are going to pat themselves on the back for saying, look what we've done without having actually done much to change the way that they hire, the way that they promote people, their supply chains, and things like that. If you look at companies' diversity and social impact reports, a lot of them say, look, we gave Juneteenth off, we're doing something. But to Black Americans, that's not enough. Yeah. So what did the people that you spoke to say they'd like to see happen with Juneteenth or otherwise? Well, 
when it comes to Congress, a lot of people were very appalled by the fact that Juneteenth was able to be signed into law as a federal holiday in less than a week, while we still have bills on voting rights and law enforcement reform and on a commission to study reparations that have been sitting there with little to no movement for months. I think that was shocking for a lot of people to see. But in the workplace, people really want to see actual change when it comes to how people are hired, how people are promoted, how people are paid, and who gets what assignments. Until we do those things, I don't think a lot of people are going to be too excited about Juneteenth, especially Black people. Has Have any companies uh, reacted to this feedback and say, yeah, you're right, you know, uh, this is something that we still need to work on, even though we are acknowledging Juneteenth? A lot of people do acknowledge that there is more work to be done. Typically, it comes in the form of, look, we're giving Juneteenth off, and then here's a bullet-pointed list of other things that we've done. But I think this is a sentiment that is being brought up this year for the first time because we've seen now twice in a row so many companies make a big deal about Juneteenth and then kind of keep their mouths closed the rest of the year. Taylor Nicole Rogers is the FT's labor and equalities correspondent. Thank you, Taylor. Thanks for having me. Before we go, a word from soccer megastar Cristiano Ronaldo. It's agua, no Coca-Cola. That's what he said during a press conference at the Euro 2020 championship this week as he picked up and moved aside strategically placed Coca-Cola bottles and picked up a bottle of water. That's what he wanted to drink. Of course, this went viral, and some media outlets claimed Ronaldo's snub of one of the tournament's most powerful sponsors wiped billions from Coke's market value, though if you look closely, Coke shares were dropping before the press conference. But share price aside, Ronaldo's move is another reminder of the growing power of sports stars, especially those with huge social media followings. Last month, Japanese tennis player Naomi Osaka pulled out of the French Open rather than take part in a compulsory press conference, citing her mental health. One difference, Naomi Osaka was penalized, while Ronaldo has yet to face any consequences. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back next week for the latest business news. The FT News Briefing is produced by Fiona Simon and me, Mark Filipino. Our editor is Jess Smith. We had help this week from Gavin Coleman, Michael Bruning, and Persis Love. Our theme song is by Metaphor Music. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. From a local business to a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024.